On episode 154 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, our special guest is Brandon Seho, sports reporter for WLWT Channel 5, the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. We're talking about the Queen City, Cincinnati sports, and more on episode 154. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast covering all sports in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. From Lima to the Ohio River and Northern Kentucky, from Eastern Indiana to Madison County and all points in between, this is your source of local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Visit the leewmallon.com slash podcasts to find your favorite podcasting platform. Music created with the Splash app. Time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. And on the phone for episode 154 is Brandon Seho. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Lee? I'm all right. Uh, nice weather we're having. It's just too bad we don't have baseball to go with it. Yeah, uh, my family just got a boat, and you can take it out on the Ohio and drive right past uh, Great American Ballpark, but there's uh, <laughs> nothing to watch or listen for, unfortunately. Hopefully that'll change. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So let's begin. Where are you from? Uh, from Cincinnati, from the west side. Uh, grew up in White Oak and uh, went to LaSalle High School and then uh, University of Cincinnati. So I'm Cincinnati through and through. You've been in the Queen City all your life, so you've seen a lot of great sports. Uh, let me ask, what's changed since you can remember watching Cincinnati sports and now covering it for the NBC affiliate in town? Um, you know, I think it's what, what's what hasn't changed is the teams haven't been able to win a championship. That's been the constant. <laughs> um, so there's been so the thing that's been really the same is getting to uh, teams like the Bengals and the Reds and and UC basketball and and Xavier basketball. They've got to big, big moments and haven't been able to win the big games. The Cincinnati Cyclones, ECHL, got to give them a shout-out. They've won two Kelly Cups, uh, I believe, in the last 10 years. So uh, they're getting it done in the uh, minor league hockey ranks. But when you're talking about uh, the big pro sports in town and the big college teams in town, a lot of winning – but uh, not when it matters most. So that's kind of the thing that stayed the same. I joke with my dad all the time that, you know, he grew up in the in the, the golden age of Cincinnati sports, getting to see the Bengals, haven't won a Super Bowl, but he got to see the Bengals go to two Super Bowls, saw the Reds win three World Series, of course, uh, going wire to wire in 1990. Uh, you know, saw, you know, UC basketball go to a Final Four, uh, you know, in 92. And then obviously the, the heartbreak of Kenya Martin. I remember that one when, uh, you know, he broke his leg against St. Louis. So, uh, yeah, you know, not much has changed. Teams are still pretty good here. Um, it's just they aren't able, besides the Bengals last year, but that'll, hopefully that'll change with Joe Burrow. I think it will. I think it will. Um, and also, a uh, point about Kmart, uh, Dan Horde uh, mentioned that if he didn't break his leg, the Bearcats would probably win uh, the championship that year. Oh, no question. I mean, they were the number one team in the country almost the whole year he was the uh national player of the year it's just it's a lot of what ifs it's you know it's what if Carson Palmer doesn't break his you know or tears uh ACL what if uh you know Andy Dalton doesn't 
you know, hurt his hand. And, you know, when that Steelers game uh, or before that Steelers game and the Bengals uh, choked away with some penalties at the end, it's just there's so many what ifs. Kmart's uh, Kmart for me is one of the big what ifs because that was when I was, you know, a kid and I was big on UC basketball and just watching that, that was that was heartbreaking. So when did you know you wanted to be a broadcaster? Um, I don't know the exact time. I can tell you a story that, um, that I kind of figured out that I, I re- that I liked it when I look back on it is in like seventh grade, I took a, one of those square, like 12 inch TVs, the VCR built in mm-hmm. that I can't, my mom's camcorder and a microphone and went to a seventh grade football game and did like a little play-by-play by myself and recorded it on the TV VCR. And uh, I think that's when I realized, you know, this is kind of weird. I kind of like it. I like it. So, uh, I mean, I did everything from that, uh, imitating college game day in my backyard, even putting like signs and, and jerseys in the trees behind me on camera. Like I was, I've always wanted to do this. So probably since I was about um, maybe 10 I kind of figured it out, and then once I got into high school, you know, you kind of get some opportunities to do stuff, uh, whether it be, you know, on the school announcements or with the football team, or I was a PA announcer. Uh, so, yeah, probably about 10, 10, 11 years old, I figured it out. So what was your first job out of college? My first job out of college was uh, at WTVM as a morning news reporter and anchor in Columbus, Georgia which is a small, small town about an hour and a half south of Atlanta and about mm, 50, 45 minutes uh, east of Auburn, so right on the Alabama-Georgia um, line. But it's a small town. It's a military town. It's Fort Benning, one of the bigger uh, army bases in the country or military bases in the country. And so I was low man on the totem pole. When you graduate, you kind of got to go far away and – uh, try to find a job wherever you can and you're not qualified for most of them because you're fresh out of college so you got to work your way up and uh, I'll be honest not my favorite eight months of uh, my career but you know it's everyone has to start somewhere and that's where I started so I was doing morning news and waking up at 2 a.m and going in at uh, 3:30 and then you know leaving at noon and going home and going you know trying to sleep through the day it's it uh, wasn't the best job but like I said, it got me my start. How did you find your way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Uh, that is so when I was at that Columbus, Georgia job, it was doing news, which I give our news, especially at a time like this, our news reporters and um, anchors a lot of credit because it's a tough job. It's just not really my cut. Like I'm a more of a sports guy, you know, over doing news. So I wanted to find a sports job and, and that opened up and, Luckily, um, the way it works in, in TV, most of the time they'll kind of you send them your resume reel and they watch sample your work and then they they'll fly you out. And you do an interview and kind of an audition and I guess I did you know pretty good with that and it was just uh, that was my first full time sports job and I mean you talk about just a, a great setup being able to cover you know one of the best college football teams in the country. I got to do a little bit of the Saints too, but just. Doing LSU day in and day out. Obviously, football is the big one. I remember as a kid up here watching it on, you know, on on CBS on Saturdays, the SEC on CBS, and just thinking how cool it was. And so that was crazy. Get my, I remember my first time walking in Tiger Stadium, and that was amazing. And I got to work with 
uh, you know, Leonard Fournette, and Darius Geis, uh, some of the younger guys that were there at the time that are graduating now or just want, were on the title team. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I remember he was a he was a senior in high school when I first met him, and then I saw him down there. Everything from football to to baseball gets twelve thousand a night. Uh, you know, SEC softball is huge. Gymnastics sells out the basketball arena. It is, you know, I got to do things that I never, I never could have imagined, like go to the national championships in St. Louis for gymnastics, or, um, you know, Omaha uh, for the College World Series because of covering a team like LSU in a market like Baton Rouge. So, when you get a job like that, you know, if anyone's listening that want that's wanting to do sports journalism, you find a job like that that has a great college team, and you'll get to do so much. My next question bounces off from Baton Rouge to Cincinnati. How different and how similar are the two atmospheres, the sports atmospheres between the two cities? Yeah, they are actually really similar when it comes to passion and people. That you know, it's a different, it's a different type of um, person in Baton Rouge than it is in Cincinnati. They say, they say, y'all, when you go through McDonald's, I'll never forget. Uh, the woman working in the said, hey, baby, how you doing? And I'm like, who are you calling baby? Like, it was kind of weird. It's just a different <laughs> – the, the, food, the food is amazing down there. I mean, I from, from barbecue to, to seafood, gumbo, crawfish, it is off the chain. My favorite is char-grilled oysters, uh, which is real big in Louisiana. And so the food's great. Uh, the people are great. They love their sports. It's just like here. It's just on a college level. Um, so all, everything's LSU all the time here people are huge on the reds the Bengals, uc xavier fc cincinnati um you know all the high school football same type of person when it comes to how much they care and how passionate they are about their sports it's just different teams and a different atmosphere but i mean it's uh it's so cool i mean i like i don't know if i could pick you know it, you know what i liked more I'm from cincinnati so i'm biased towards cincinnati but like if you had to put you know Great American Ballpark on a you know sold out uh, weekend series you know against the Cubs trying to go for a series win against you know Death Valley in Alabama I mean you know it's it, they're both equally amazing when things are rocking and so you know 2010 2012 you give the Reds you know I give the Reds the top the the nod on that but you know you look at what else you did this last year, I would say I'd rather, you know, be down in Death Valley. Um, but but both, both places, they, they care about their sports, they're passionate, and that's the thing that's really, really similar, even though you're in two t- totally different places of the country. You just celebrated your two-year anniversary back with WLWT. My first question is, what is it like working for the NBC station in town? It's awesome. I, uh, it's really, really cool to be back home, and it it took it took the honeymoon phase took about probably four or five months to wear off, and I still love taking pictures of the skyline, both you know the city and the cheese conies. So it's it's cool for me. Um, it's awesome. Uh, George and Elise and Mark, uh, who are in my, our sports department, they're awesome to work with. Our, our management's great, and everyone around me. It's just it's a really it really is a dream come true to work back home and then to, to have a team like I have to work with. It's, it's incredible, man. I love every second of work. Um, minus, you know, no sports happening for the last two and a half months, but 
we'll get back to that sooner or later. But it, it's been it really has been a blessing to be back home. Here's hoping we do get the sports back sooner than later. But you're a very busy broadcaster. What all sports do you cover and what all teams do you cover? Uh, you know, we do as a local sports reporter, we do we do everything um, in, in local sports. So obviously, you know, your big your big teams, the Reds, the Bengals, UC football, UC basketball, Xavier basketball, FC Cincinnati, uh, the Cyclones. But, you know, the, in a town like Cincinnati, it's a huge sports town. And one of the biggest things is high school sports. So obviously, you know, Friday night football, you know, we do a 15-minute show every Friday night. And it's just Cincinnati high school football and really the tri-state uh, whole. There's some great teams in Indiana and northern Kentucky, too. It's just a different level of high school sports than you see other places in the country. So you want to do the best job you can with the big teams like the Reds and Bengals. But you, you want to find stories and be able to give coverage to teams like high school football teams, high school basketball teams, soccer, lacrosse. If there's a story there, you want to be able to tell it and do it. So that's the, you know, that's actually the, the, you know, the toughest part is obviously the big things people see with the Reds not playing and spring training or in a training camp not going on for the Bengals or OTAs. You don't have those, the smaller stories that, you know, people care about local sports, your high schools, your college athletes. None of that's going on either. So uh, it'll be full, uh, it'll be full go once everyone gets back. It's nice to see some of the high schools being able to get out and practice again together, obviously do practicing social distancing, but some of the football teams are out down here. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of wait and see to get it back, but you just try to do everything local the best you can. It is a nice sight to see that high schools are with the social distancing able to get back to work. And hopefully we have a fall sports season coming up. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite sports season in Cincinnati? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know if I can pick one. I'll I'll say my favorite because I've always been a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. My favorite season, I guess, would be summer because I just love working at Great American Ballpark and covering the Reds, and then I live right across the river and can walk over on my off days to go to games. So I love baseball season, but if you can pick two or combine two – it would be nice if the Reds could get deep in the playoffs and make a World Series run. Then I can say the fall because you get pro and college and high school football and then a team contending in baseball. It, you know, it doesn't really get much better than that in the fall. So that's that's my dream case scenario for a best sports season. Outside WLWT, what else have you done in the broadcasting field? Um, so I I'll give – a major shout out to uh, tristatefootball.com, which is a high school football. It's the best high school football site in town. And now my, my first, they put me on the radio here when I was 13 and just sent me out uh, one game a week. And I would like call in different reports on scores and, and updates throughout the night. And, you know, they got my foot in the door and kind of got things turning in my head and, so that was the first thing. But since then, you know, I've, I've been a producer at WLW, the, ra- the big radio station here in town. I was doing the overnight trucking radio show with Steve Summers. So that was uh, cool to get my foot in the door, but some crazy hours. I worked at Fox 19 here in town behind the scenes uh, as a assignment editor. And then uh, under those sports guys, Joe and Jeremy, doing a little bit of sports uh, photo 
work shooting high school football games and some college stuff too. So, you know, I've kind of bounced around and, and done whatever I can to kind of get a chance. And that's really the key when you want to get into this business is just trying to take every opportunity that's a good opportunity and trying to make the most of it. Is there any sport that you haven't got to cover yet in your career that you want to in the future? That's a good question. Um, well, I'd say probably a dream one for me one day would be doing the Olympics just because that's such a big deal and I'm a huge snow skier. So doing the Winter Olympics and getting to cover uh, those men and women on the slopes I think would be so cool to do. But probably a, a you know a dream scenario is getting to just cover a championship team at some point. That would be uh, that would be the best. Whether it's the Reds, Bengals, uh, University of Cincinnati, Xavier, FC Cincinnati, just getting to cover a championship for a team that you know I cover and also root for. That would be really cool for me to experience. Um, and I know that wasn't the exact question, but I, I think that's really the thing that I haven't got to do. I haven't got to do yet is cover a team that, that I care about winning a championship. That would be really cool for me. No, I get that. I understand that. Uh, with the exception of championships, what are and your career? Uh, there's a few. Um, <laughs> I think one that's really stands out to me and it won't, um, it won't really hit for, you know, Ohio people as much as it would for Louisiana, but there's a guy named Demetrius Bird who was one of the best wide receivers at LSU on uh, Les Miles' 2007 uh, national championship team, mm-hmm. and he caught the game winner against Auburn to help keep them in the cha- or in the driver's seat to go to the national title game before there was a playoff. Long story short, won a national title, was supposed to get drafted, um, be a good draft pick, and the day of the draft, he got into a car accident. And almost uh, almost lost his leg, and so fast forward ten years later, when I'm working in Baton Rouge, he's uh, gets a job as a high school football coach, and I go interview him, and we had never met before, and we just had a really genuine conversation. You know how crazy is it to be here in Baton Rouge, being around football again, and he, he kind of broke down to me, and Demetrius told me about how 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 tough it was and how he actually thought about uh, suicide because of that incident that I told you about with getting in the car crash on draft day and you know he never played a snap and he got drafted um, in the seventh round but never really hit the field so he went through a lot of stuff and and for him to open up and tell me that and so I did a, a 10-year reunion story on the 2007 national championship team and being able to do that and have him open up like that was pretty incredible. So I think that's the the favorite story I've ever done, but some cool things that I've done here, you know, the crosstown shootout between Xavier and UC. uh, I was down in the media area next to the cup or next to the pirates dugout when the red and pirates fought the night we got (laughs) traded. And so being there for that, I mean, it is you get to do a lot of cool things for this job. And like I said, being able to do it with the hometown teams is the dream come true too. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of taking it all in. And, um, I, yeah, I can't really point to one 
a story that I would put at the top of my list here because it's just there's so many fun things you could do with Bengals, Reds, and and the, all the other teams in town. But I think those are just a few that kind of stand out. You mentioned a couple things for those interested in getting into broadcasting, but whatever pieces of advice can you give uh, prospective broadcasters? I think the biggest advice I can give is, I guess it's two-part, and it's kind of together, is take every opportunity that comes to you and, and go after it and make the most of it. And with that, internships, internships, internships. You get an internship at a TV station. Hopefully you get two internships in college. Take advantage of it. Don't just sit at in the newsroom and, you know, you know, grab scripts for people or, you know, help look up stuff. Try to get involved when it comes to writing, being able to uh, do stand-ups on your own or with reporters when they go out on stories. Try to piggyback and learn. That's how I did it. You know, that's how a lot of people do it. Show that drive and initiative, and 99% of the people in this business want to help you get to where they are. So I think you know that's the biggest thing is take advantage of the opportunities that you get. And when it comes to opportunities um, after college or after school, the biggest thing that you need to have ready is your resume reel, which is your uh, you know your five to six minute uh, reel of your best stuff that you've done. With, with stand-ups, reporting at games, and then your feature stories as well. Because you got 10 seconds when someone's deciding to hire you or not, they'll turn it on. And in most cases, if they don't like you in the first 10 seconds, there's about there's probably over 100 other tapes sitting there that they can press play on uh, and see if they want to hire somebody else. So you got to make sure your best stuff is in the front of that resume reel and do your best to impress whoever's hiring you. Um, but, yeah, that's my best advice is to take advantage of every opportunity you can. Brandon, how excited are you for the future of Cincinnati sports? I mean, the West End Stadium for FC Cincinnati is supposed to open next year. The Bengals got their number one pick in Joe Burrow and the Reds offseason. I mean, they did a lot of great things. How excited are you for future Cincinnati sports coming up? I am ecstatic for what Cincinnati sports will look like here whenever sports come back. That's obviously... uh, you know, everyone's safety uh, with the coronavirus is, is paramount, and that's what needs to be dealt with now. But whenever sports can come back, it's it really is going to be special in Cincinnati when it comes to sports. I mean, Joe Burrow being the number one pick, being an Ohio kid, the Bengals making the most moves they've almost ever made in free agency, the Reds spending the most they ever have in the offseason – bringing in Nick Castellanos, Mike Moustakis, you know, there is, there's so much hype around all these teams here. That's what, that's what's killing me is that this Reds team was, was supposed to be one of the contenders in the NL and and maybe the favorite in the NL Central. They have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. So there's so much hype. And then you have the Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, Ohio kid coming home to Cincinnati. I mean, there was so much hype around Cincinnati sports that whenever it is safe to do so, this town is going to be so pumped, and myself included, to cover them, see the teams back on the field. With this quarantine, how has it affected your job? 
my job's changed uh, pretty pr- pretty dramatically. Uh, I'm lucky to still have a job. That's the thing I have to say. I know a lot of people that work in sports were furloughed or lost their jobs or they're freelancers. So, you know, I'm hoping that sports come back so they can, you know, get their get their jobs back and be able to support themselves and their families. But my job has changed more to a news role where I've been a news reporter uh, doing, you know, mostly uh, kind of the easier news stories, not as you, not your hard breaking news stories, but just helping however I can. Um, that's been the big thing. And like I said, I'm blessed to still have a job. So I'm just trying to do it the best I can and keep a positive attitude because I know sports will be back. It's just a matter of when. So I've been a, a news reporter helping uh, other reporters and photographers. Uh, like I said, just trying to be the helping hand I can because it's a crazy time we're in right now to work in news. Absolutely. And it has been tough, but hopefully – Sports are just right around the corner. Uh, my next question is, what would you like to see in the future for Cincinnati in terms of media and sports? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I think just it, sports-wise, it'd be awesome to, to, to see teams contending mm. and being able to see what, you know, my dad talk, talks about, about when he was growing up and he was in high school and college about how good the teams were here. I think that'd be awesome to be a part of, and I think everyone deserves it. And, and it's time to, you know, it's it's Cincinnati's turn. It's Cincinnati's turn. You know, Chicago won, Cleveland won. Uh, it's time for Cincinnati to to win win something. So, I think that's the, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the Cincinnati championship. Hopefully, in the next few years. Brandon, I know you're a very busy guy on Twitter, and thank you for following me, by the way. But uh, for those that want to follow your work, uh, where can they find it, and how can they follow you on social media? Just everything's at Brandon Seho, and that's uh, the last name is S-A-H-O. And uh, I try to tweet a lot about sports. Sometimes uh, it involves some some cheese conies and beer as well, but everything social media is at Brandon Seho. Brandon, thanks for your time today. Do you have any closing thoughts to wrap up this episode? Uh, nothing crazy. Just thanks, man. It's nice to talk to someone that's obviously big into sports and getting to um, kind of talk about everything Cincinnati sports. It's been a lot of fun, so I really appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate uh, the time you've given me today, Brandon. And again, here's hoping sports happen soon. And let's hope we have high school football and Bengals <laughs> to look forward to. Amen, brother. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, Brandon. That is Brandon Seho of WLWT, and this concludes episode 154 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Talk to you again for episode 155. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at theleewmowen and at Pod. Like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app. Then search for the local Sunday sports group to submit your future Mowen's Mailbag questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig 
provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.